0: Coffee, Cows, and Crops is produced by the Peace Country Beef and Forage Association and hosted by Extension Coordinator Johanna Murray. On this podcast, we discuss management practices and research results with scientists, ranchers, researchers, and farmers. We strive to share innovative information and farming practices supported by sound science and practical wisdom. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get learning. My name is Johanna. I'm the Extension Coordinator here at Peace Country Beef and Forage Association, which basically means I'm in charge of all of our events and seminars and webinars and all of that good stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know us, PCBFA is made up of a board of dedicated producers and a passionate team of staff. Uh, the producers we work with are truly dedicated to a lifelong learning, thinking beyond the status quo, and being leaders in our community. We do unbiased, applied research in small plots and farm-scale trials across the Peace region, and we're dedicated to understanding and sharing any information that we can get our hands on. We really just have so much to say that our team decided we should start a podcast to share stories from our network of ranchers, farmers, and researchers in northern Alberta and beyond. So since this is our very first episode, um, I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Akeem Omakanye. PCBFA's research director and Monica Benoit, uh, PCBFA's extension advisor. Uh, they've both been with us for quite a while and they're going to share some perspective on how PCBFA's 40, almost 40 years of experience got us to where we are today. So, Monica, I think you will go
1: first and then we'll let it keep Thanks, up. Thanks, Johanna. I'm- I'm very excited to, to be a part of this. And I started with PCBFA back in 2013 as the extension coordinator. And I first um, came to a PCBFA event, though, back in 2010. I was fresh at university and selling, selling feed across the piece. And I like to come to the field days to, to meet producers and, of course, to, to learn. So I first met Akeem at a field day, and he would have been there for probably about a year at that point. Um, and at that point, there was a lot to build on from PCBFA's humble beginnings back in 1982, when we were the North Peace Forage Association, and most of our work was done entirely on a volunteer basis, and with a few funds to work with. So things, things have really changed, and uh, over the last decade that Akeem and I have kind of been around, things have, have really have grown, I would almost say exponentially. So things have been, it's been a very exciting decade, that's for sure.
2: All right, and Akeem, how did you get started at PCBFA? Yeah, thanks, Ed, Your Honor. Uh, I joined uh, PCBFA in August 2009 as a program coordinator, and I was involved with planning field research and organizing extension activities. Actually, uh, prior to that, uh, I, was, I lived in Calgary for about three years after moving to Canada as a permanent resident. Uh, sometime around June of 2009, I sent an email uh, to the then manager called uh, Jamie uh, to find out about some job opportunities uh, for me in my field uh, with PCBFA. Uh, Jamie later invited me for an interview and actually paid for my flight from Cadwich to uh, Grand Perry. Uh, the interview went great, and I actually noticed that the directors that were at the interview panel were genuinely polite and progressive producers. And seem really interested in enjoying or employing someone to help out with field trials and demonstrations in forage and livestock production systems. Awesome.
0: And what's what's your favorite thing about this job?
2: Yeah, actually uh, to ensure that our research and knowledge transfer, you know, have a practical and beneficial application as an association. Uh, every year, we organize two days at various research sites where we showcase different field trials and demonstrations. Uh, this I really like very much. Uh, so every year, this gives me an opportunity uh, to kind of stand before hundreds of producers uh, and industry representatives uh, to kind of showcase what we do for trials and demonstration for that particular year.
0: And I know you've been here quite a while, so what's, what's kept you at PCBFA for, for this long?
2: Yeah, that's a, a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's hard to believe that I've been here for over 10 years now, uh, so that shows that time flies. Yes, I know that my job involves a lot of responsibilities and can be very challenging, but I am never bored. Uh, I'm a very resource-oriented person, when I started uh, an exciting project, I like to take the project to the end. Uh, there are some reasons why I've been here with PCBFA forever, a decade. Some are personal and some have to do with the nature of my job and work environment. I work with great teams. I've always had supportive managers and boards. Uh, the producers in the peace country have been great to work with. Uh, The work environment here at PCBFA is great, and I've been very satisfied with my job over the years. Uh, Pharmacy systems research excites me, and over the years I've been able to achieve a lot in terms of research outputs. As many of my research findings have been published in peer-reviewed journals and read in many parts of the world. The fact that my job positively impacts beef cattle operations in the peace country is another reason that keeps me going.
0: For those of you who aren't familiar with the peace country, I know I really wasn't before I moved up here and started working with PCVFA. Monica, can you give us a quick introduction to kind of the area? Yeah, for sure,
1: Johanna. Um, there's something I always love to talk about. i'm I'm the fourth fourth generation in my family to live farm and raise my family in the peace country. and I, I feel very passionate about this the region and the people and agriculture up here. And I always um I didn't really realize that we do do things a little different. and it is a bit of a unique area until I left when I went to university. and then I realized maybe things are a bit different up here. But overall, if you're not familiar with the peace country, we're up in northern Alberta, and we're one of our province's best-kept secrets. We do endure some very cold temperatures in the winter and heavy snowfalls, but we boast breathtaking summers with long daylight hours and unique growing conditions during the summer. Uh, There are approximately 9.3 million acres of land and agricultural production across the region, and farming and ranching are the backbone of the economy. And Akeem, can you share a couple of
0: notes on uh, kind of the conditions we see up here on like the soil side and how our, our growing seasons are a little different?
2: Uh, the Peace Country has a long winter and sh- a short growing season. The growing season actually starts from May 1st uh, to September 15th. And this period has a long average precipitation of about 9.8 to 12 inches. Uh, temperatures vary greatly. Uh, Throughout the peace country, uh, the frost free days can vary from 90 to 115. Uh, the peace country region has a content of expanding clay mineral soils, often referred to as uh, gombo type of soils. Uh, the gombo soils are mainly heavy textured clay soils. Uh, they are characterized by a tough, impermeable hard pan that may vary from one to 12 inches or more below the surface. Uh, some of the properties of the soils include high shrink soil potential, uh, low bearing capacity, extreme stickiness when wet. Uh, they happen in the gombo soils, severely restrict roots and water penetration uh, in the soil. This is why PCBFA has been collaborating with other ARAs, uh, I mean Applied research Associations, uh, Industries, And soil scientists to address uh, some of these issues. Also, because of the known numerous agronomic and environmental benefits of cover crops and cover crop cocktail mixtures, uh, PCBFA has been promoting the use of cover crops for improved soil health and quality.
0: Um, For both Monica and Akeem, uh, I guess we'll have Akeem go first. Uh, One of the most exciting things I think about PCBFA's work is having members share positive uh, or impactful changes they've made on their operation. Um, Do you have a a story to tell about about something like that that's happened?
2: Yeah, like for for instance, uh, from 2010 uh, to 2016, uh, we did a lot of work on growing corn uh, for fall and winter grazing, so as to reduce feed costs per cow per day uh, during the cool season. I've talked a lot about how to grow corn uh, in the piece uh, for grazing. PCBFA uh, has been able to publish a field guide uh, for corn grazing as salad in the piece. Uh, this has been a useful tool uh, for producers. I feel, great at all, I feel great all the time when I see more acreages being devoted to growing corn or extending the grazing season. So that's been a very favorable impact. Oh, that's cool.
0: Monica,
1: do you have a, a story you'd like to tell? Yeah, of course. I have. I have many, and I mean, overall, that number one thing is is just is the people and the relationships we build. And as Akeem has been mentioning, the the group of producers that we get to engage with is is so rewarding. And we. I mean, I can think of a few where someone has adopted the the corn, and that's changed um, a system on their farm. Or of course, the cocktail cover crops has been something recent where people have been able to extend their grazing season, um, improve improve their their production, that sort of thing. But one of the the things that because the the people side is so important to me is when I've, I've had a few people come up to me and to tell me about um, the next generation coming back to the farm, and then having you know dad and son or or a whole family daughters to coming with their parents to events and having that whole thing come together. And to me, there's nothing, the greatest success a farm can can have in a, a legacy is having multi-generations coming back to, to take it over and to, to be a part of that. And I mean, farming and ranching are, are tough, tough, tough business, the tough business and a really, it's a really wonderful way, but a hard way to, to make a living. So when the, the younger generation wants to come back and sees value in you know, learning and um, ch- making changes for the better—that to me is is the greatest the greatest reward you can you can see. So that's been, I would say, one of my most few exciting moments that I've been able to to be a part of. <sighs>
0: Uh, now I guess we'll kind of switch over to the the research side because that's really a lot of what we do is um, the applied research. So um, Akeem do you want to talk a little bit about how applied research works because it's a little bit different than like basic research or uh, anything
2: else. Yeah, thanks Joanna. Uh, applied research generates applied knowledge. Uh, it is often referred to as a scientific method of inquiry or contraceptual research because it involves the practical application of scientific methods uh, to problems. Applied research is easier to conceive of uh, because of expected obvious outputs, such as new crop species or varieties, improved production inputs and management systems. Applied research increases the adoption of new agricultural production technologies and practices. Uh, Applied research can also be a follow up research, design, that product investigates findings of basic research in order to validate findings and apply them to create innovative solutions. Uh, there are actually two types of applied research. Uh, one of them has to do with where a researcher designs the trial and the researcher is also able to manage the trial. Uh, this will help Demonstrate best, best technology options defined by researchers. Field days are held and researchers may organize field exchange, visit to other demonstration sites. Uh, the second type of applied research has to do with uh, where a researcher designs the project or the trier and the farmer or a producer, a collaborative producer is able to manage the trier. This method is Research led, but with greater farmer involvement in testing and assessing uh, whatever technologies are being investigated. Uh, The third approach uh, is where uh, the farmer designs, uh, the trier, and the researcher provide some inputs. So the the researcher is able to help the farmer collect data and analyze the data and give a summary of the findings uh, to the producer. So this, this method. This approach aims to empower farmers to develop their own solutions to agricultural uh, problems.
0: Uh, So now that we're talking about research and we've got a kind of a a basis, um, we really are a producer-directed association and we want all of our work to be kind of relevant and useful to our members. Uh, So Akeen, can you share where those projects and inspiration ideas for projects come from? Yeah,
2: thanks again Joanna. Producers actually drive my research. Uh, I enjoy talking to producers a lot. In as much as uh, they learn from me, I also get a lot of research ideas and procedures uh, from producers. Producers help me find my focus and design to answer research questions emanating from beef cattle and mixed farming operations in the peace. Uh, we work as a team at BCBFA So some project ideas come from PCBFA staff and board as well. Uh, We also get great ideas through collaborations uh, with other ARAs scientists at Air Canada, University of Alberta, and University of Saskatchewan.
0: Right. Are there one or two projects kind of from our our history uh, that we're still working on that really stand out to you as something that provided Uh, interesting results or that you
2: really enjoyed working on? Yeah, there are several projects, but I'm just going to probably talk about two here. Uh, To be frank with you, uh, producers' initiated projects always stand out and do have some really interesting results. Uh, One of such projects is the evaluation of methods of pasture rejuvenation uh, for improved forage production, uh, which was funded by uh, the Alberta beef producers. Alan McLaughlin and Gert Shaw, uh, who are both beef cattle producers in peer view, actually initiated this project. Uh, we investigated several methods of uh, improving depleted forest stand, uh, such as seeding methods, weed and brush control, fertilizer application, subsoiling soiling to erase uh, the soil, and occasional pasture rest. Uh, from this project we found out that a combination of existing vegetation control, uh, plus direct seeding, improved forage yield, uh, good protein, and total digestible uh, nutrients, which is the energy. In general, these methods resulted in a greater forage productivity and higher revenue, marginal returns, and profit over control, and most uh, pasture rejuvenation methods that were investigated. Uh, Another trial uh, that I can briefly talk about uh, has to do with cocktail cover crops. Uh, In recent years, cover crop cocktails have become popular among beef cattle producers in the piece. Uh, Beef producers actually grow cocktails uh, for improved forage productivity and soil health. Uh, We recently published a journal article that investigated forage production, economic performance Indicators and beef cattle nutritional suitability of cover crop cocktails. Uh, this was a two-year study that compared cover crop cocktails and monoculture cocktail cereal crops. Uh, each of the cocktail consisted of two to nine crop species. Uh, the study demonstrated that growing a minimum of three annual crops rather than one or two crops increased uh, forage production and offered a forage-based diet. Which, in most cases, was able to adequately uh, meet the nutritional requirements of beef cattle. Uh, The mixture with the highest forage yield consisted of nine crops from different three different crop uh, categories, uh, that is, grasses, legumes, and brassicas. Awesome. All right.
0: Um, I think. I think we should probably uh, stop monopolizing Akeem's time. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, making time for this. Um, I'll be sure to snag you again sometime so we can talk about uh, some of these projects in in more detail. Um, and uh, yeah, extending the research data we, we find and that Akeem compiles is one of the core goals of PCBFA, uh, which is why we are so excited about this podcast, uh, because it's another way for us to share the information that we come up with. It's quite high quality, and we think it's important that people should be able to find it. Um, So until we uh, do have some more episodes up, Monica, do you you want to tell some folks where they can find more info about our research projects and uh, the other stuff we do?
1: Yeah, for sure, Joanna. So, as, as mentioned, sharing our research data and information is a core purpose of PCBFA um, because we are su- serving producers. So in, in agriculture, we've it's always been called extension, where we extend and share information. So, of course, our own research is a core thing that we we share and a big goal. And then also just other information, ideas from outside speakers, that sort of thing over the years. Um, we've been very um, very lucky to have a lot of international speakers from the states and Australia that sort of thing so our in-person events are a bit on the slow side right now but there they're would be our favorite and our key way to network with producers and have our community together and to, to build that community and and resource base of, of your neighbors and peace country neighbors and in addition to that, we've always had a newsletter. We have our website, peacecountrybeef.ca, which is the best place to find um, all the information on our all of our research projects, our previous annual reports, all of that sort of thing. Social media, of course, is a core way that we're connecting with everyone. So follow our Facebook page and Twitter. And overall, um, as Akeem has been mentioning, the producers we work with are the core of our organization and drive it forward. So. We really love hearing from people and, and getting collecting those ideas and, and trying to, to make something work and to turn that into useful information that can, can be profitable. That's the, the whole goal in the end. Definitely. Well, I think that's really good and really, um, I think it shows the core of, our, of the organization and, and of the people, which is, of course, just the most important part as we keep saying. Yes. So really. It is
0: i better say our last sign off thing so with that we will uh we'll let nakeem get back to work and uh, we'll be back next time with more stories and research from uh, agriculture in alberta peace country beef and forage association is a research and extension group based out of fairview alberta Our mission is to help producers thrive in an agricultural system that is profitable, regenerative, and attractive to future generations. To learn more about what we do and see the results of our research trials or our archive of newsletters and fact sheets, check out our website at peacecountrybeef.ca. Want to get in touch? Have a burning question or a topic suggestion? Send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thanks for listening!